Enough with this stuff. We got Dr. Raz on the phone. Forgive me, uh, Dr. Raz, a Republican nominee for the United States Senate in Pennsylvania. Dr. Raz, welcome back. How are you? What an honor. I'm doing very well, Greg. Thanks for having me on. So it's come down to tomorrow, and all we've got to do is have Republicans vote, and we win. It's been a, a long process, uh, worth every second of it. And I'll tell you, Americans, they're smart. They don't get uh, tripped up by you know, false uh, accusations. They understand the media sometimes gets it wrong maybe more than sometimes. And what they really do want to know is what are you going to do to make my life better? What are the kitchen table issues that cause me pain that you can address? And I, I, Greg, we, we've spoken about this. If we focus on the economy and crime, Republicans will win because the Democrats have mucked up both those issues. And it's not fair to the American people. You know, you looked right at the camera in that debate and you made that case. I think it was one of the most powerful moments in, uh, in politics that I can uh, remember. And if you if you remember anything about what you said, how did you put it to the people? And it seems so from the heart, but very much you're very much intellectual at the same time. Make the pitch one more time. I, you know what doctors do most importantly is we listen, and so I I did that. I listened to voters all over Pennsylvania. I've heard from young people, couples wanted to buy a house, can't make the first payment because of the interest rates. The mortgage rates have skyrocketed. Talk to senior citizens. They can't make Social Security checks stretch far enough anymore because of runaway inflation. Young uh, families can't let their kids outside because they're worried about crime or drugs. And it doesn't have to be that way. And my opponent, unfortunately, is so far to the left that he might allow it, but I'm not going to let that happen. I want to bring balance to Washington, deal with the primary reason I think Washington gets it wrong, which is they take extreme positions. And by doing what I have always done as a doctor, which is to focus on the big problem, in my case, a broken heart, and unite people, then we'll fix the problems America faces. So my request of everyone, if you're listening right now, because I know this broadcast is heard in Pennsylvania, but it's true of every state and every uh, part of our great land, you know, it's this question that needs to be addressed is simple. Are you happy with where America's headed? And if your friends say they are, by the way, it's okay. You know, there's some people who are, but take their car keys away. They shouldn't be driving in that condition. The rest of the country, 70% say we're really unhappy. Things are not the way they were you know, even two years ago. We've got to get back on track. In that case, know that I'm a candidate for change. I believe in the land of opportunity and the land of plenty. And I will make sure, because I believe in you, that working together will get America back where it was. Wall Street Journal is reporting uh, today that 18 percent of African-Americans are prepared to vote Republican. Now, that is a historic high. We haven't seen anything like that maybe in a century. Um and we do have a lot of listeners in eastern Pennsylvania, including Philadelphia, uh, to uh, African-Americans, no matter what they do, what their persuasion, whatever. Uh, what 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 is what would you make your case to to them who, by the way, as a group? And I don't necessarily like talking like, oh, a group and group dynamics and that kind of thing. But they have been, I think, taken for granted by the Democrat Party. What's your message to them? Well, I've spent a lot of time with the African-American community. I have my whole career. You know, I practiced medicine up in Spanish Harlem, uh, where, you know, we could deal with a lot of the social issues that go along with illness. And in Philadelphia, I, I lived in Philly for, for a while when I was in med school, business school. And I used to walk in the streets. You can't do that anymore. West Philly, North Philly is dangerous. Kensington is where there were nine people shot on uh, Saturday night. I mean, for no, no obvious reason, no arrest, no nothing, except that apology from a system doesn't work. I'll tell you what people in Philly are telling me. African-Americans are saying they feel like they're part of a of an experiment, a social experiment run by white woke people. Those are, it's their words I'm using. It's not me. And one pastor, I was doing a prayer vigil about all the homicides, and he said, it's easier for me to find fentanyl than baby formula. He's right. 
we have created an environment in Philadelphia because of lawlessness where where Starbucks is leaving, Wawa is leaving. Businesses have to get out. Employees don't want to go downtown. No one's visiting to go to dinner or a theater. And so we have got to realize that when crime is rampant, you destroy the fabric of a city. And when you crack the infrastructure, the, the community that exists, there's no healing ability. So we have to do things that – as, as someone who's been endorsed strongly by the Paternal Order of Police, I believe is correct, which is let cops do their jobs. Greg, you know this. Your dad was the police commissioner. If you tell cops that you can't run to the crisis, we're not going to protect you if you do. We're going to blame you if anything goes wrong. If you do happen to apprehend someone, we're, we're going to let them go. Well, no, no, no surprise. People retire. They leave. Uh, they can't do their job. They don't join up to do it in the first place. That's where we are right now in New York and Philadelphia and other major cities. Pittsburgh has got a murder rate. That's, that's skyrocketing. I mean, we've got Wonderful human beings who deserve better democratic approaches, which seem to care more about the criminal than the, than the innocent, have not, have not worked. They fail us. I will stand strong to fund and appropriately su- uh, support police trying to do the right thing. So my wife was particularly offended that uh, Biden and Obama campaigned for uh, Fetterman uh, after his performance in the debate. Uh, the, like, obviously, this guy is not ready. Uh, he must go into a, some sort of residential facility and get better. He's not ready to be a senator. Um, were you taken aback by the uh, kind of the intensity of uh, of Obama and uh, and Biden? You know, going going there for this very flawed, very damaged, literally, and it's sad to say, damaged guy. It started none of the debate where I pointed out that his radical policies and positions are not aligned with Pennsylvania values. The whole campaign for six months, I've been trying to get him just to answer and tell the voters why you think releasing one third of prisoners makes sense or you don't believe in life sentences for murderers or why you want to raise taxes that everyone, even though you didn't pay your own 67 times. Why do you believe in legalizing all drugs? We know that increases homicide rates 50 percent. He won't answer the question. So I thought after the debate when he once again was flip flopping all over the place and wasn't willing to just take a clear position on why he thought those things were rational. He would at least you know, have awakened some Democrats that they should come to our side. Instead, they raised several million dollars that night fundraising because people just want to win the seat. They don't care about his radical positions. And what I'm warning people of is that if you bring to a Washington that's already getting it wrong because of radical positions, someone who only has radical positions and won't even work with moderates in his own party, forget it with the Republicans, we're not going to fix the problems. He's just a big AOC. And so we need to put people – in Washington, who understand balance, understand how to cut through the bipartisan bickering, and can make answers. And what, that's what heart doctors do. And we, you know, we have been successful fixing hearts in our field because we force people, push people, nudge people to get them to actually collaborate so that we can see, save lives. We need to do the same thing in the halls of Congress. I'll do that. Fed will do the opposite. Do me a favor. And you've got so much energy, and I can see you like hitting the ground running. If you get this, and I hope you do, and I hope uh, Pennsylvania makes the right decision, I'm sure they will. I'm rooting for you, obviously, but I get the sense, like from day one, you are kind of <laughs> you're armed uh, with all these ideas, and I think you're going to be able to implement them. But what does it look like? You you get to Congress, you get to the Senate. What happens next? I want to focus on health care, education, and energy policy. Uh, those are the three things that I have expertise in. Um, as a scientist, as a doctor, as someone who runs Health Corps, which you know about, we've touched the lives of two and a half million kids with our kids' mentoring programs. I know how to help with those programs. I want to dedicate myself to serving in, in, the, in the Senate to do those three things, which are in, eminently addressable. 
Uh, but I'll tell you that my, my, my main passion, because my dad, when, we, when I was eight years old, said we we're going to be Republicans because he was an immigrant. He didn't have a party. So I asked him why we Republicans, and he gave me the best answer you could ever give. He said because Republicans have better ideas. When we win the Senate, and we will, and take the House, which we will, we have to allow better ideas to come forward and prosper and nurture them gently as Americans have always done in our fertile soil. And that's what we need as Republicans have to do. That's how we build a larger tent coalition that can fix the problems that plague Pennsylvanians and people all over this beautiful land. Well, Pennsylvania is lucky. America is lucky that uh, you decided to enter the ring. And uh, Dr. Oz, folks, uh, I, I, please, let's uh, let's do this across the country. Dr. Oz, we thank you very, very much. Good luck. Stay safe. And if, if folks want to help, DrOz.com. The coffers are open. <laughs> We're spending everything. So send in, send in money, Dr. Oz. It's still, it's not too, oh, really? Okay. Uh, I would have yeah. hit that. I figured like, hey, what are you, what are you going to do on election night, by the way? Where are you going to be? Where's the, where's We're the? At, We're doing rallies until election night. And that night we'll have a big event up in Bucks County uh, where we won the primary. And it's good karma. We're going to keep it going. Go for it. Dr. Oz, many, many thanks. All the best. God bless. What a guy, huh? Calling into the radio. I love it. I love it. I love it. And um, we so appreciate that. Um, I really think he can do it. I really, really do. And uh, uh, what a high quality guy, right? What do you got? What do you think? Seriously, Kevin, what do you think? Oh, absolutely high quality. I, I like him a lot. Can I you really imagine do. anybody like, can you imagine being able to operate on somebody, cut open their chest and figure out what's going on in there? I mean, most people, I, mean, I, I just, it's, it's mind boggling. And we need people with that kind of skill, know-how. It's one of the things I really liked about Trump. He could build a building. People, uh, what, what, what could Joe Biden do other than smile big and ask for favors? Uh, the choice is so obvious. And you hear the passion in his voice. He's not fooling around. He is all in. And the guy has succeeded at everything he's done. Everything. So I can't imagine that he's going to become a U.S. senator and just start phoning it in. You know what I mean? I think he's poised to change America for the better. Dr. Oz, go to DrOz.com, everybody. Check it out, and we'll be right back. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.